Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Hi, I'm Mike Kapler, along with Joel Brzezinski. Here's the story of a man named Breezy who was, I don't know, help me out here, Brady Bunch. Hey, that's another thing. You know, I'm a different thinker, Joel. Everybody knows that. I think differently. differently. We're going to be talking about that, by the way, (laughs) on the subject of repentance. Um, You know, when when we were growing up and and other uh, red-blooded American boys were arguing between uh, Marsha, Jan and Cindy, (laughs) I I was kind of hung up on Alice. Alice, I knew it. (laughs) <laughs> I knew that was gone. I, uh, I envied Sam the butcher. Uh, Sam the butcher, who was kind of a boyfriend of hers, old Alice. Yep, yep. She's the one that stuck around too, like through some of the movies, even. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no. I always, when I think of back then, I well, maybe it's a little bit later than then because that was more '60s. But I think of "Welcome Back, Welcome Back, Welcome Back" because that was Gabe Kapler, right? Oh. <laughs> uh, Gabe Gabe Kaplan, yeah. Uh, welcome back, Cotter. That was in the seventies. This way, along hogs. with uh, Brady Bunch, was kind of in the early seventies, I think, wasn't it? Well, you know, Joel, this was probably a little before your time, but when we were in elementary school, people my age, isn't that when the Friday nights were? was the big thing? You had the Brady Bunch, you <laughs> oh. had the Partridge Family, mm-hmm. you had Room Two Twenty Two, oh. the Odd Couple, and Love American Style, glued to the TV. Wow. Of course, and there some, were only two other channels, but you just stayed on ABC that night. And then didn't they have like the Partridge Family and the and the Brady Bunch like do shows together and things like that? Or weren't they on each other's programs or something? I don't recall that. I don't know. That was yeah, before, like you say, that was before I, I think my time. That sounds more like I'm, the spirit of the law. I'm making stuff up here. <laughs> I'm making stuff up. I'm adding <laughs> stuff that it didn't even that didn't even happen. I'm gonna have to repent. Let's talk about repentance. Oh, okay, so, since we're you know, on that subject. The, the religious community, they kind of get on us grace people and say, you know, you, you people with this grace message, this unbalanced grace message, you never talk about <laughs> repentance. Um, well, we do believe in repentance, but it may be in a different context than what a lot of people have been told repentance is. Uh, mm-hmm. And one thing that comes to mind um is when Jesus, uh, right after John was arrested, John the Baptist, I think Jesus started really uh, moving forward with his ministry even more. And he showed up, you know, in in Jewish communities and said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Um, Assuming you think that to repent means to stop sinning, or at least reduce your sin count, then uh, we've got a deeper meaning of what repentance really is. And if Jesus was just simply coming saying repent, meaning you need to live better, you need to live more of a moral life, you need to keep this law thing better than what you've been doing. Is that why Jesus showed up? To tell the Jewish people to do a better job at keeping the commandments that they could not keep, um, that they could not fully live by? the way that the law demanded that they do it? Is that why Jesus came? Or did Jesus come to try and tell them to repent, to think differently? That When you get into the Greek, 
basically it means the, the word, the Greek word that shows up in our English language as repent or repentance. It means to think or to think differently, to have a change of mind. So Jesus is coming along telling these Jewish people who are under the law, you need to think differently about this law thing. In other words, the law isn't going to be your answer. Now, the law for the Jewish people was a bit of a guide, but not to attain righteousness, not to get to a place of right standing with God. It couldn't provide that for them. And that's what Jesus is trying to get them to see, have a change of mind about this law thing and begin to look for something else. He would be that something else. The law was there to guide people not to a place of righteousness, as, as far as their works go, but to uh, a savior who would become their righteousness. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of the problem comes in with the English words, repent and repentance versus what the words that were actually used by Jesus and by Paul, you know, in the, in the new Testament scriptures, the word that is um, translated as repent and the word that is translated as repentance, they, those words do not mean the same thing as what repent and repentance mean in English. For example, I got a dictionary open to the word repent in English. To feel sorry, self-reproachful, or contrite for past conduct, regret, or to be conscience-stricken about a past attitude, action, etc. To feel such sorrow for sin or fault as to be disposed to change one's life for the better. Now, you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, if you feel sorry for something you've done and you want to change for the better, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not what biblical, this, this, this word that Jesus used, that's not what that word means. Let's go look at it real quickly in the Greek. I mean, we're not Greek scholars here, but we can read definitions in English Bibles and we can read definitions in Greek lexicons. And the word metanoio, let me see if I can uh, do my little thing here. Metanoeo. Metanoeo. <laughs> it's that's uh, the verb repent to repent, and what it means is to change one's mind. And um, Strong's uh, says um, that was Thayer's definition. Strong's definition to think differently or afterwards. That is reconsider. So repentance, when Jesus talked about it, when it's talked about in the scriptures has to do with thinking, not actions. Repentance in English, as you could see by that definition I, I got from a, an English dictionary, it has to do with how you feel. It has to do with changing your actions. And, and now it's true that a change of mind, a thinking differently about something, might lead to changing your actions, but that's not what repentance is. And it's the same thing with... Uh, metanoia. Metanoia. And that's uh, the noun version of the word... Repentance, a change of mind as it appears to one who repents. And it's, it's, so it all has to do with thinking. It has, has to do with how you think. You once saw something one way, and now you see something a different way. Change your mind and believe the gospel. That's what Jesus was telling his, his fellow Jews there when he was talking about repentance in, in Mark 1.15. The time was fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Change your mind. You've been under this system of law for many, many years, and it's never made anybody righteous. It's never helped anyone to live right. In fact, as we see in Paul's epistles, what happened with the ministry of the law was that it led to increased sin, 
The law is the strength of sin, the power of sin. Uh, the law led to increased transgressions and, so, and sin abounding. So the time is at hand. Believe, repent, change your mind, and believe the gospel. What's the gospel? The gospel is God's righteousness given to us as a gift apart from works, apart from the works of the law. That's what Jesus means here by repentance, by repent and believe the gospel. Yeah, again, if, if repentance simply means to stop sinning or reduce your sin, uh, that, that's a watered-down version when they say reduce your sin. So you're, if you're yeah. supposed to stop sinning, then nobody has really repented, correct? Right. <laughs> um, so some people say, well, a change of mind will lead to a change of action. And as Joel just stated, that's not really the purest form of repentance in the original language, but it will result in a change. And that change is you'll stop once you repent and have a change of mind about the gospel, you will stop trying to improve your position with God based upon what you do on your own merit and begin trusting in what God did through Jesus Christ on your behalf. So repentance isn't so much about trying to turn from wicked works to improve yourself. Instead, it's the withdrawal, the backing away from trying to earn favor with God through dead works while trusting in his work by faith. This is a change of mind that just changes things in your life. So some people think that we're saying it's okay to sin. You've never heard us say that before, and we'll say it again. Sinning is dumb. Sinning is stupid. Sinning is painful. It's hurtful. Uh, it, it's a, it, it opposes the, the nature of God and the nature of God that abides in us. It's always good to avoid sin in every situation, but that isn't really what the word repent is about. It doesn't mean to just turn from sins. It's just not accurate to, to say that. Um, and so the good news here, though, is that as Jesus was trying to get the Jewish people to do, uh, change your mind. We're going to get away from this uh, merit system of works See, God never intended for the law to bring people to a place of acceptance uh, and righteousness. It, it, was, it, was, it was never meant for that. It was meant to show them that they'll never get there through their own efforts, through their own works. Uh, it would be by the, the very life and righteousness of, of God himself through Jesus Christ. Um, there's nothing that can be added to it. Uh, what he did uh, was a completed work. That's why there's no more blood being shed, and that's why forgiveness has been dispensed and sins to be remembered no more. Now we can move on in a place of rest and peace and allow his life to, to live, uh, the Spirit of God who abides in us, that life just flowing through us, living through us. Um, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, see, that's how this life in Christ is, is lived out. And, and it really, it's not so much a how as it is a who. It's it's Jesus Christ in us. So, like you were saying, people say, so you guys are just saying you can just go and sin, just do whatever you want, and everything's going to be just fine with God. Well, it's it's actually true that no matter what you do, you're fine with God because we are fine with God because we have received the gift by faith of his righteousness. You know, it's by his grace. And if it's by works, then, you know, it's no longer grace. And so, and if it's by grace, then it's no longer works. And so it is by grace. And we have received this gift by believing. We formally, this, this was, the, again, the goal with the Jewish people. 
This is one reason the law was given. It was their schoolmaster to lead them away from self-righteousness, away from thinking that they could earn righteousness or right standing with God by what they do and to point them to faith. And so the, the whole thing, one reason that the law was given was to lead them to repentance, this kind of repentance that we're talking about. Stop believing in your own righteousness and start trusting in God's righteousness. That's that's why Jesus came. He came to give us his life. He came to give us his righteousness. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's radically different than trusting in your works, by trusting in the works of the law. It's a radically different thing. And so, yeah, when we do preach this, this pure gospel, people do think, well, if people get a hold of this, they're just going to go in one and sin, one and sin all the time. But that's actually the opposite. What the law did, again, it was through the law that sin abounded. It, the law gave sin opportunity, is what Paul said in Romans 7. It was the law that did that. We need to repent of trusting in the law, trusting in our works, think differently think afterwards, reconsider that notion, and instead turn around and believe the gospel, the good news that God has given us his righteousness and his life, and he's come to live in us. And that is a big thing here, this whole, this whole the gospel, what the gospel means, right standing with God apart from our works. And as we continue celebrating 800 podcasts, we'll talk probably uh, more about that next week. So stay with us next week right here on the Growing in Grace podcast. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.